0: see, we went on, it's too loud, can you bring it down a little bit? We went, uh, every Saturday, you know that we go to the uh, Full grade area to, uh, to do outreach ministry, to witness with uh, the team out there. These are individuals who are laborers. These are individuals who have got a passion to see the kingdom of God come in people's lives and when we were going on saturday two saturdays ago we met this family it's great to see you uh, christian and your family we do appreciate you and uh, we want to thank god for you and um, we thank god for what god is doing he's just started something and what he has started i believe he will complete it because the, la- the the God I serve is not a liar. All you need to do is to remain faithful to him. Amen? And uh, so we came out with creative ideas and said, let's try the night. And we went on Thursday. And on Thursday was a blast. It was awesome. And um, we, um, we go- went all over the place ministering to people because... We remember when we went two Saturdays ago, we spoke to an individual. Can we pray for you? He said, "Uh, yes, you can pray for me. Um, He looked all around. He said, inasmuch you don't create a sin, but I need your prayer. He was looking all over. You see, we need to be creative. People want to accept Christ. People want to know Christ. People want prayer. People want to be touched. But because of the pressure of the world, they tend to detach themselves to what God has in store for them. God is doing something in our community. And I titled this message this morning as... I believe this is an evangelistic uh, Sunday, because the last Sunday of the month is a Sunday we dedicate to testify. To talk about outreach, talk about missions, talk about what God is doing, how God can use us. Because the Church of Jesus Christ is not a place where we witness, it's not a place where we do evangelism. This is not a place we do that. The Church of Jesus Christ is a place to be equipped, a place to worship God, a place whereby we come before God in adoration unto Him, to offer our sacrifice of praise unto our God. Then, when we are equipped, we are challenged, we are motivated to go out there to do the work of the kingdom, to reach out to those who are in, going through issues in their life so that we can bring them in. We'll talk about that in a moment. So I believe that uh, we are in partnership. Everyone say partnership. Bring the overhead out. We are in partnership with Christ. Are you with me this morning? You see, the gospel of Jesus Christ have got a voice. Everybody say, the gospel of Jesus Christ has got a voice. And it must be expressed. And the person who need to express it, talk back to me. The person who needs to express it, The person who needs to express this gospel talk back to me. It's me. Are you with me this morning? Amen? You see, I just want to take you on a journey into my thought pattern. I believe with all the power at his disposal... Have you ever thought for a moment I'm just sort of bringing you into my thought right now. He said, with all the power at his disposal have you ever thought for a moment that Jesus Christ in one hit to save the entire world? Don't you believe Jesus Christ can save the world? I have thought about that for a long period of time. I said, Jesus to save us of all the aches and pain, all the rejection and everything, with all your power, you can just snap your finger and the world will be saved. Can't you, don't you believe that? He can do that. You see, I have grappled with this thought since I got saved. Not until the Holy Spirit impressed upon my spirit that uh, I am very important in this relationship. in partnership with christ number one i've come to the realization that jesus christ cannot do it alone are you with me jesus christ cannot do it alone you see we are called to partner with jesus christ in this business of reaching the world one person At a time for his kingdom. Turn with me quickly to the book of Matthew chapter 9, verse 36 to 38. Matthew chapter 9, verse 36 to 38. I read. It says, when he saw the crowd, I'm reading from the NIV. It said, when he saw the crowd, he had compassion on them. Because they were harassed and helpless. Like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers, the new king James said, the laborers are are few. Then he said, Ask the Lord of the harvest, The new King James Version said, Pray to the Lord of the harvest. Therefore, to send out laborers into his harvest. There's a lot to unpack here. But Jesus Christ saw the multitude. The Bible said when he saw them, he saw them; they were harassed and they were helpless in a hopeless situation. And when he saw them, the disciples that were with him saw the multitude also. They were just harassed, hopeless. And when they saw the multitude, they come to Jesus Christ in expectation that Jesus Christ is about to do something. But instead, Jesus Christ turned everything around and looked at the disciples and said, Listen, I have compassion upon them. The disciples, I'm reading in between the lines now, the disciples must have said, if you have compassion upon them, do something. Are you with me this morning? Okay, now. Uh, some years ago, uh, we had a lady who um, married to uh, a guy, a gentleman in this church and uh, i think they separated and something wasn't happening there and um they went to the uh, the the guy w- who um, who um sort of uh, has been involved in this married relationship and uh, brought nothing to this married relationship this woman was loaded she was very very rich and um but when they were separated he brought nothing into this relationship and he went to the lawyer and the lawyer said you have got 50% in this relationship. Therefore, half of that house belongs to you. But he brought nothing into the relationship. So she came to me and said no, he brought nothing into this relationship. He has to work out with nothing into this relationship. So I went to my lawyer. And when I went to my lawyer, I said, this is the situation. And the lawyer looked at me and said, the law is the law. And the lawyer turned around and looked to me and said, you are a pastor. Why not do something about it? Are you with me? And I came and spoke to both of them. Thank God we were able to resolve the issue. Okay, now, the reason why I brought this is to remind you that the disciples, they saw Jesus Christ. He had compassion. Upon the multitude. And with expectation, they were expecting Christ to do something. They said, Jesus, you have compassion upon the multitude. They are harassed. They are hopeless. They are just in a messy situation. Do something. Then Jesus Christ turned around, just like the lawyer turned things around. He said to the disciples, he says, the harvest is plentiful he said but the laborers are few he said pray to the lord of the harvest who is the lord of the harvest talk back to me please who is the lord of the harvest talk back to me please don't sleep now who is the lord of the harvest Increase the volume. Who is the Lord of the harvest? Jesus is the Lord of the harvest. He is the Lord of the harvest. If Jesus Christ, who is the Lord of the harvest, stands before the disciples and said, Please, pray to the Lord of the harvest, it means that Jesus Christ is cried out ...to the disciples and to us this morning... ...and telling us, listen, I cannot do it alone. We are in partnership. Are you with me this morning? You see, Jesus Christ, the omnipotent God... ...we declare to his disciples... ...shows that uh, we are in this together. Can I have an amen? You see, though prayer is very important... But, whenever we are going out, we must clothe ourselves with compassion. The Bible tells us that he was moved with compassion. Compassion is the key that opens the supernatural mind. Sorry. Compassion is the key that open the door into the supernatural, especially when it relates to human heart. You see, Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us that He was born with compassion. He heals. He was born with compassion. He saved. He was born with compassion. He fed the people. Jesus said, "The harvest is truly plentiful." What this implies is that He's saying that. The harvest is already. Remember, he did not say, Pray for souls. Pray for people. Pray for them to be saved. He said, They are already there. All we need is for somebody to rise up and go and tell them. Are you with me this morning? Hallelujah. He said, People are waiting for those workers, the laborers. Who in the midst of billions of Christians... How many of you know that there are millions, if not billions, of Christians on planet Earth? Are you with me? Okay, now. We know that there are many. But among the many Christians who are laboring hard among them, going out into the street, telling people the gospel of Jesus Christ, only a handful... Prayer is very important. But equally, going is also important. Jesus Christ in verse 36 tells us, He saw their brokenness. He saw how messed up these people are. And this is what we are about. As a pastor, I need to tell you how important it is that as a church we have a vision. We have a mission. And our mandate is to reach out to the broken hearted. Those who have been messed up. Those who have been going through issues in their life that we can use the gospel of Jesus Christ to impact their life and bring them not only to heal them. People want to be healed. People want to be released from their issues. But we can use that as an avenue so that we can minister the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. Amen? He said, he saw their brokenness all over. He said, we in Wired for Glory Church, we are here to bring healing to the brokenhearted. We are here to bring deliverance to the captives, those who are hurting. You see, God, he created man. I just want to explain, sometimes people look at it, I sit in my office there, People walk past, and you see some people, they look at the sign. They said, Wired for Glory, church. Wow, this is unique. It is unique. You see, the reason why we dreamt and believe that God has called us to be a Wired for Glory, why we change our name, is this. You see, God made man in his own image. Are you with me this morning? Yes. And when God made man in his own image, the Bible tells us that, he said, in the cool of the day, man was made for relationship. Man was created to have relationship with the Father. He said, when God made man in his own image, there was a relationship with man and God. Are you with me this morning? Okay, now, when God made man in his own image, the Bible tells us that in the cool of the evening or the day, he comes down to the garden and to have relationship with Adam. And then man sinned. Adam fell. The Bible says when he fell, the scepter of power fell from his head. The, the mantle he had to have dominion was snapped from him. And the Bible says that when he fell as a result of disobedience in sin, he said there was a disconnection. You see, he was wired for God's glory. But when he fell, there was a disconnection between God and Adam. Between God and man. That is where you as a church, came in. You see, as members of Wired for Glory, you are that connection to connect people back to God. Are you with me this morning? I don't know what to do now. Like my chief, they often say, said that there is no current. Because daddy know what to do. He goes back because there have been a disconnection. The positive and the negative is being detached. Then Dad come restore it back. Then there was light. Are you with me? See, you are the wire for glory. You are the one who need to connect them back to God. Are you with me this morning? Amen? In in relationship. You see, Jesus Christ cannot do it alone. But you are in partnership with him in order to bring this to fruition. You see, whenever you leave your comfort zone into the street, all you see is broken people. You see helpless and hopeless people all around. Waiting for you. When we went out into the street we see people all over the place and when we position ourselves into individual we just talk to them. Sometimes if even a smile is enough to attract them to us, just a smile, telling them how are you. They say I'm fine. Like a lady we met on Thursday, sitting down at the bus stop. A young girl, she's not a lady, she's just a young 20 years old girl. She was puffing herself up. And she was smoking. And I just came to her and said, You like to smoke? He said, Oh, this is my second, second stick for the day. I said, This must be pretty expensive. I began to talk to her about her cigarette i said it's not only expensive for your wallet but it's expensive for your lungs she said now you are talking this true but i've been trying to to leave this cigarette i said this is where we come i said we will pray for you are you with me this morning i said we pray for you she said, oh i'm not that religious i began to talk to her and then i gave her the bible and i showed her everything then there come a guy he told me he's from bangladesh how some guy like that i didn't expect him to come from bangladesh he's more handsome than those i know from bangladesh he came in he came to that young girl he said can i have a lighter and the girl put her hand in her pocket gave him the lighter then i turned around after ministry to this girl turned around to this guy i said I said, of all the cigarette smokers I know, you are the only one I have found who is a smoker and yet does not have a lighter. (laughs) (laughs) Are you with me? He he said, oh yes. Um, I forgot my lighter. I said, you don't have to forget your lighter. A cigarette must go with a lighter. Is that true? I began to talk to him. I said, by the way, we just pray around. We can pray for you. And that is how we started witnessing to this individual. Then he told me, Say, I'm a Muslim. I said, Listen, I'm not about religion and about relationship. I challenge you, read the Bible. This is it, this is it, this is it. You will see what God is going to do. I said, I was once a Muslim. But when I read the Bible, God transformed my life. He said, Yes, I used to have a Bible. I said, Listen, did you read it? He said no. I said. How can you have a Bible without reading it and yet you don't believe? Read it and see what happens. If you read it and something does not happen in your life, chuck it out. But I believe if you read it, God, the Holy Spirit, is going to impart your life. He said, I will give it a go. Are you with me this morning? Amen? See, people are there waiting for the people of God to rise up out of their comfort zone to go out there. You see, one thing I have found out there in the street is that God is there. God is in the midst of broken people. Let me just borrow a word from the angel who spoke to Mary in the tomb. Let me borrow a word from the angel. When Mary came down to the tomb, the angel said, He is not here. He is out there. And I want to tell you this morning, God is not here. God is out there in the midst of broken people. Because God wants to minister to broken people. He wants to transform their life. Because once upon a time, you were broken. You were messed up. He reached out in his compassion. He reached out in his mercy to lift you up and put you where you are today. And God himself wants you to be instruments. We sung our song this morning and said, God, I just want to be a sanctuary. I want to be an instrument. I want to be a vessel for your own glory. I want to be a vessel to praise you, to exalt you. That is what you do in the house of God. Thank God for that. But when we walk out of this place, we are instrument, we are a vessel, we are an extension of God's hand to those who are lost. You're not going to go out into the street when you see somebody who is unsaved, who is messed up, and you say, praise the Lord Jesus, hallelujah, thank you. It's not the place for you to praise. It's for you to minister to them. Is for you to talk to them about the love of Jesus Christ. If you are looking for God, he's out there. Jesus Christ wants to partner with you. Are you willing to go? The second one is that we must create an invitation culture in our church. An invitation culture in our church. See, any church who have got a desire to invite will be a growing church. Yes, I know Jesus Christ commanded us in the book of Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. I know Jesus commanded us to go and make disciples. But we go and make disciples of all nations. You go down to first grade. The end of the world. All the nations of the world are there. You don't need to go to mission field. They are all there before your very eye. All you need to do is to do something. Are you with me this morning? And yes, we are told to go and make disciples. But we are also told in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 25, to bring them into a gathering like this so that we can nurture them, equip them to send them back again. He said, do not reject or refuse to come together as a church. Inviting people to church should be the new normal in this church. The question is that I want to hear testimonies. Somebody come out and said, I invited this person to church. Or look at the person I brought to church. I want you to take up your phone right now. Take up your, just raise up your phone. Your phone. Everyone with your phone. Raise it up. Eh? Raise it up. God has blessed us with technology. Raise it up. Not, uh, because I want you to raise it up. Just to wave it to me. Wave it to me. Wave it to me. Your phone. Wave it to me. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. At least uh, this just to make you not to sleep. Amen. Hallelujah. But the reason why I want you to wave your phone is that God has blessed us with technology all around. How many of you are on Facebook? Raise up your hand if you are on Facebook. Raise up your hand if you are on Facebook. Amen. Raise up your hand if you are on Facebook. No, no, not Raise up your hand if you are on Facebook. Okay. Now, those of you who are not on Facebook, I want you to be intentional. I want you to go on Facebook. It's free. It is free. And when you are on Facebook, the reason why I am on Facebook is because it's an instrument we can use to witness to others. Your relative, we want you to be their friend. Your relatives who are not saved, you can use Facebook to witness to them. You see, when you are in the church, you might sit down in the congregation. You might say, hey, go on Facebook while you are in the church. Hey, I'm in the church today. I wish you were here. Just leave it. Somebody will know you are in the church. Somebody will know that eh, you are getting blessed. Or you might say, wow, it's great to belong to a body of Christ. It's great to belong to the church can put it on Facebook. I know Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has done something in my life. The pastor preached a message today that really challenged me to reach out to others and I thought about you. Put it on Facebook. Let your friends and relatives who are not saved, read it. We use it as instrument. Whatever it takes we must be instrument of salvation to others. You see, people who cares about people, we invite people to church. Leaders who cares about people, we do their ministry to the extent that it will impact others. Pastors who care about people, we preach a sermon a sermon that impacts people that motivate them to go out to bring. The congregation that cares about people will be challenged not to remain the way they are because once upon a time somebody told them about christ they ought to tell somebody else about christ the one bring one approach is the most effective way to grow the church since when the question i need to ask you since when have you invited somebody to church You see the Bible says that the promise of being always with you, the Bible tells us in the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verse 20 says, It said, I will be with you to the end of the age. Are we be with you? The promise of being with you is hereby fulfilled, not because God healed me of my sickness. For you to acknowledge that God is with you? No. Not because God has given you a house, you think God is with you? No. God even blessed the unbeliever. But he says that, I will be with you to the end of the age. This is where it is fulfilled. When you reach out, make disciples, and talk to people about Christ, then God is with you. This is where it is fulfilled. I pray that you will feel the heartbeat of God for the lost. In conclusion, when it comes to building and advancing the kingdom of God in this church, don't forget that your role is very important. Jesus Christ, He cannot do it alone, He wants to partner with you because he says he looked at the disciples you can hear the disciples their jaw is dropped saying they are helpless they are without shepherd. Jesus help Jesus Christ turned to them and said disciples help I need your help I need you to partner with me to bring the kingdom of God to these people I cannot do it alone must create an invitation culture in this church as a church we are here for a purpose how many of you know that what is the reason why this church is here have you ever asked yourself is it to bless me and go home watch tv come back bless me watch tv come back bless me watch tv come back That is not why this church is here. This church is here to impart. I go out into the street, not because of anything else, because I want to see the kingdom of God. I want to see the kingdom of God imparted. I want to see God come to people because once upon a time, it was somebody who made that sacrifice for me. And I go out, It's not a sacrifice because I know the sacrifice Jesus Christ made for me on the cross of Calvary cannot be compared to any sacrifice I go out into. You you can see in the night there, we were shivering, but we were talking to people. We were shivering, we were praying for people. And that guy we prayed for, that guy we prayed for, he turned all around and said, Guys, you guys are doing a fantastic thing. He said, it is so overwhelming to know that people are still caring for others that is the last word he left with us and we were blessed then i went all around i was so excited i went all around i saw about four police officers and i just went to them like this i shook their hand i said hey guys i said you guys are doing a fantastic work we appreciate what you guys are doing for the community. I was so excited, I walked past. Then Andrew told me, say, Did you give them a bio? I forgot. <laughs> I went back again. Are you with me this morning? You see, God wants us to create an impact. The purpose, while we are here, is to play a very important role in building the kingdom of God. Amen? Are you willing to go? Are you willing to tell yourself Jesus Christ cannot do without me? And he wants to partner with me to go out to just tell somebody about the love of God. Share the Bible with them. Tell them when somebody tells me, he said, I am atheist. I said, okay, I don't used to believe. But now, I read the Bible, I believe, once upon a time, I used to be like you. You say, what happened? And I told them about my story. You need to tell your story. You need to tell people your story. How you got saved? We cannot keep quiet. The gospel of Jesus Christ has got a voice. It must be expressed, and you are the one, you are the instrument to express the gospel of Jesus Christ. You are the person, you are the living Jesus Christ on planet Earth, walking up and down because the Jesus is in you. And you must carry this. Are you prepared to go? Oh, when I was preparing this message, I was so excited. I said, wow, Jesus, you are telling me that I am so important in this relationship. I said, yes. See, I'm so important. I get so excited. I said, I'm going out into the street." whether I am cold, it's raining I'm going out because sometimes when when I leave home it's raining, I say oh my god it's raining Lord we are going out into the street but before I arrive, the rain stopped the rain stopped but the rain could have made me to turn around go back home put my head on my coaching and watch TV but listen I was going there amen Shall we all stand. Tell yourself this morning. Tell yourself this morning, I am important. Talk, come on, are you bored enough? I am important in this kingdom business. I am in partnership. Talk, talk. Now. I am in partnership with Christ. Is there? And I must use my voice. Come here, uh, Roberto. Come here. Hallelujah. Praise God. We need to pray for this guy to be saved again. (laughs) And uh, I don't get anyone to save. I have to save him again so that I can pretend to people that he got saved.